The reading this evening is from Jonah, and we're going to hear the first 10 verses of Jonah chapter 2. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I've been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Thank you, Carol, very much indeed. So good to see you all this evening. As you know, we're just coming to the end in the mornings of a series of five sermons on front lines. And what I want to do tonight in a moment is really just to connect loosely to that. But it does seem to have captured a lot of people's imagination and been challenging for us. And we want to come back to it a little bit later in the year and link our front line with uh, our church focus words of welcome, love, challenge, and grow. And as it were, create our own sermon material for a, a few more months a little bit later in the year. We're going to do something else now up to Easter, but then we'll come back to frontline thinking after Easter. And I'm quite excited by what's beginning to shape up now. But we don't want to lose the thread in between. And one of the ways in which we can keep that thread going is through your stories. I had about 20 of these cards this morning, and 15 of them, uh, 40 rather, and 15 of them went. So that means potentially there might be 15 stories coming back, which can be shared in church, of ways in which you have sensed that God has been working on your front lines. If you didn't take one this morning and would like to take one tonight, just write down a little bit about what the story is all about and a contact detail, and then I can be in touch with you. And we can work out when and how that story should be shared. But really, this whole talk about Frontline comes alive when we actually share the stories of what we are doing day by day during the week and what God is doing in those moments of opportunity, those special conversations, those unexpected twists and turns where we suddenly find that we're on that front line because God means us to be there and something where he is working. So you will see that uh, the theme tonight is running away from your front line. And uh, this emerges really from both the story of Jonah and a particular experience that I had two or three weeks ago, which I really felt was important to link into this series. 
It's been great to hear recently of so many different front lines. And some of them, of course, are exciting places to be and some are difficult places. So last Sunday evening in Cafe Church, quite a few people shared about what they're doing during a normal week and how they're seeking to be God's presence and God's witness in those places. And a lot of that was very exciting and very positive. But of course, sometimes our front lines, that is where we are outside of church, when we're scattered, where you might be the only Christian in a particular context, whether it's home or work or a social activity or whatever it is, some of those front lines can be very difficult. I had some quite challenging conversations last week. It was, if you like, face-to-face front lines, which were not easy to take and where I had to be particularly careful. Now, Jonah was on a front line which was especially challenging, or rather he was called to a front line that was especially challenging. He was called to tell the people of Nineveh that God had seen their wickedness and judgment and was coming and that punishment was coming. As you know, this was a hard message. Jonah, if you like, was being called to go to a very difficult front line. And I'm kind of assuming that you know the story. It's always dangerous when you're preaching to assume anything. But I look around this evening, and and I trust that most, if not all of you, are at least familiar to some extent with the story of Jonah. The link is often made between the book of Jonah and the reference to Jonah in 2 Kings chapter 14, which talks about the prophet Jonah. Not everyone thinks that it's the same person, but it may well have been. And in 2 Kings 14, we read this, that in the 15th year of Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, son of Jeosh, king of Israel, became king in Samaria, and he reigned for 41 years. He did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not turn away from any of the sins Jeroboam, son of Nebat, which he had caused Israel to commit. He was the one who restored the boundaries of Israel from Lebo Hamath to the Dead Sea in accordance with the word of the Lord, the God of Israel, spoken through his servant Jonah, son of Amittai, the prophet from Gath, Hepher. There is Jonah, the servant Jonah, son of Amittai, the prophet from gath So it gives him a particular location and a particular calling. And if it is the same person, then we're talking here of Jonah the prophet. Jonah who was used to delivering the word of the Lord, who had spoken in other contexts. But now he was called to this particular front line Nineveh, and this particular front line was too difficult for him, and he opted out. He headed for Tarshish. That word either means a port on the coast of Spain, or it's a Hebrew synonym for a great distance away, just as far away as he could get from the front line that he was called to go to. And you know the story, the great storm, the whale, Jonah in the whale, swallowed up, left on the beach, and so on. Running away from your front line. Let's think of it tonight in this way. First, just something about running away, and then something about encountering God, 
and something about a second chance. I haven't got PowerPoints this evening, but the outline is simple, and it's sometimes good for us just to not get too dependent on those words coming up on the screen. So we're just thinking, first of all, about running away. And I wonder what front line might you or might I be running away from at this moment? You see, there are many places where you have to be during the week. There are many things that you have to do. They're all front lines. But what about the front line that you might be running away from? You see, the Jonah story was all very grand. But there are links from this story to so many different situations today. God may be calling you to go to a particular place. It may be a visit or a longer-term commitment, but at this moment you're saying no. God may be calling you to speak to a particular person, but at this moment you're holding back. God may be calling you to face a particular challenge, but you're saying no. God may be calling you to a particular role in the church, but you're holding back. I mentioned this morning about Viv completing those challenges of the 12 days of Christmas. Now, I know that at least one of those challenges was incredibly hard for Viv to complete. It wasn't just a matter of writing a letter. That was a very challenging letter to write. And sometimes God is presenting us with front lines that are not easy to fulfill. Places of encounter with others, places of opportunity to share faith, but places where there will be resistance, where there might be challenging things to face. And we're not just thinking of the front lines which are already in front of us every day, but those more challenging front lines where God is calling us to go, but we're running away. I can think of situations I need to address. They may not be the most urgent. They may not be at the top of my to-do list. But there are some important connections that I know I need to make. Bridges that need to be built, relationships that need to be developed. Challenging front lines. Now this line of thinking came to me particularly a couple of weeks ago, when I had a day at Glasshampton Monastery. I don't know whether any of you have been there, and uh, whether you know it, just sort of across in the, generally speaking, in the Worcester direction. Uh, quite a remote location out in the fields. Uh, don't go there on a muddy day with a low-lying car. Uh, it's quite difficult to get there. But it was a great day. It was one of my regular one-day-a-month where I'm fortunate to be able to take a day out as a quiet and prayer day. And in the afternoon tea section, um, those of us who were guests at the monastery, by the way, the rest of the day was all in silence, the lunch was in silence, but afternoon tea was a conversation time. And uh, one of the monks was talking with us and telling his story of how he felt God had been calling him into the monastic way of life. But he had been doing a Jonah and running away. And he elaborated on the story, how he felt deeply this sense of call some five or six years ago when he was in London, when he was earning a lot of money, when he was self-employed, and things were going well. And yet God was speaking into his life. It's not every day 
that God calls people into monastic life. There are not a great number of people who are living that kind of life, but there are those who are living it. And there are those who are responding to the call of God to live that way. And this was true of the person that we were listening to. And it felt like holy ground as we listened to his story and how he explained that that call would not go away. It was two or three years later before he actually took, as it were, the first step into the Franciscan uh, monastic way of being and living. And he's now in the second stage. And uh, at the end of this year, moves on into the third stage of being sort of fully enrolled as a brother in the community. And he absolutely loves it. And to him, there is no doubt. It is the fulfillment of a calling that God had brought very deeply into his life. But initially, he was running away. Now, that's a whole way of life where someone was running away. I'm not thinking necessarily of the whole direction of your life. I'm thinking of those particular places, people, situations and challenges where it's tempting to run away or put off and do a Jonah. I wonder are there any, any of those at the moment? And then of course for Jonah, in his running away, he did have such a remarkably deep encounter with God. I don't think you could get anything more dramatic than the storm and the whale and all that stuff that is part of this story. Not many of us can match that in the circumstances that we face, even when we try to dodge the call of God on our lives. But Jonah's encounter with God at this time is something that can and will resonate for us. We may not be in the belly of a whale, but there are times when you can find yourself in a dark place. And I love the opening words of chapter two. Chapter two, of course, Jonah's prayer from inside the whale, very much using the language of the Psalms. And uh, verse one that echoes Psalm 18 and verse six. In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. He answered me. In that dark and difficult place and that place of running away, God heard me, God answered me. And a little bit more uh, further on in Jonah chapter 2, verses 7, 8 and 9. As my life was ebbing away, as my life was ebbing away, why was his life ebbing away? Because, of course, he was running away from what God had called him to do. He was dodging the challenge. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you in your holy temple. Here was a turning to God. Here was a deep, heartfelt, Lord, I want to encounter you again, now. And Jonah goes on to say, those who worship vain idols forsake their true loyalty. Perhaps a reference to other things that become more important than responding to the call of God and those other things that fill our lives so often, good though they may be, when they take supreme importance for us, they become, as it were, vain idols. 
those who worship vain idols forsake their true loyalty. We're beginning to discover here what really matters. And Jonah goes on to pray. With a voice of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. And so a true moment of worship emerges here from within the belly of the whale. Jonah in his deep darkness, discovering what really matters more than anything else. And what matters more than anything else is the call of God upon his life. The particular front line that God was presenting to him that he was running away from. And he reorientated himself. And in that distress, he called upon the Lord. And he discovered what really mattered. He turned to true worship. There are so many reasons why we can easily take our eye off the ball and miss the front lines that God is calling us to serve. Now, the signals may not come to us as clearly as they did to Jonah. The consequences may not be as dramatic as they were for Jonah, but the pattern is often repeated, and this is what we need to be alert to. And so I wonder, as I reflect on my life, what front lines of ministry have I missed over the years? Was there some place that I should have been? Some person that I should have spoken to? Some campaign that I should have supported? Some expression of love that I should have shown? But I missed it. And over the years, I have no doubt that there were many front lines that I missed. And as you reflect on your life, I have no doubt that there will have been many front lines that you have missed. But don't worry about the past. The challenge of this message is today. What are the harder front lines that God is calling you to tomorrow, the next day, the next day, this week? Where are the challenges? Where are the harder conversations that need to be had? Where are the initiatives that you need to take as a servant of God because God is calling you into that particular front line? Am I trying to run away from God? And in so doing, do I find myself in a dark place? Am I crying out to him? Often the dark place is the place of deepest encounter where the living God really meets with us. And so, as we journey through the story of Jonah, think of his running away and think of his encountering God. Then, of course, there is that second chance. One of the most exciting verses in this book is, of course, the beginning of chapter 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. A second time. And Jonah's not the only person in the Old Testament for whom that happened. Abraham, Joseph, Solomon, Jeremiah, Zechariah, Haggai, all saw or heard the Lord a second time. Samuel and Peter in the New Testament 
heard the Lord a third time. God doesn't give up on us when we miss the first chance to respond. He calls us again and presents us again. Jonah had a second chance. So do you and so do I. So maybe there is a front line that God is calling you to engage with. Something perhaps that you've shied away from for the last little while and yet you sense that actually there's a challenge there. There's an opportunity for being a Christian presence in a difficult place. There's a family relationship to work on. There's a bit of history that needs to be rediscovered. There's a new avenue of service that needs to be explored. And maybe God's called you once. And maybe you heard that call. Maybe you even started the journey. But then you got distracted. And now God is calling a second time. In recent years, I feel as if I've lost one or two of my front lines that I enjoyed very much. I used to be a school governor, involved in all aspects of school governance and working with people of very different backgrounds. It was a great front line for me. I enjoyed that one. I used to be asked to take quite a few funerals of people I didn't know. Another interesting front line. Now I think more of my time is used supporting other people on their front lines. But that doesn't mean I have no front lines myself, because I do. And almost every day, there are those people that I encounter who are outside of the Christian faith, where my presence, my words, and whatever, potentially, could have eternal value. That's how important every front line is. So I need to be attuned to the Spirit of God, to hear and sense the word of the Lord coming a first time, a second time, a third time, a fourth time, however many times it is, and to respond positively, not to run away, not to do a Jonah, for God is there, and our greatest fulfillment is when we follow his calling and we are on his front lines.